This is Animals Voice podcast presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and thank you so much for tuning in. We're uh, happy to have John Sharp with us. He's Business Development Manager, uh, P&G, Pet Care Canada. How are you, sir? I'm very well this morning. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, John is with us on Skype today, so anyone who's hearing the uh, difference in audio of what you're maybe normally used to, that, uh, that is why. But listen, when we have access to a guest like John, we jump on that. We don't care about the Skype, right, John? That's right. <laughs> First of all, technology. Well, listen, technology is our friend, even if it doesn't sound like it sometimes. It is. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been with IAMS? Uh, I started my career with the IMS company in the fall of 1994, so I am nearing in on my 20-year mark with the company. Nice. Congratulations. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. And, you know, today we're going to be talking to you about pet nutrition. Has that always been in your wheelhouse? Is this an area of subject matter expertise that you've always uh, been involved with? Not always. Probably the last 15 years, I spent my first five years in various roles with the company and product procurement and and uh, logistics and things like that. But for for about the last 15 years, I've been I've been heavily involved in all aspects of the business, um, uh, from the retail uh, pet store side to the veterinary side, and then more currently today, I'm working on the what we call our influencer side, which works with a lot of shelters across Canada and breeders of dogs and cats and police canine units and and service facilities with you know detection dogs, et cetera. So um, this is really uh, this is really where the the meat and potatoes of the business is. So awesome! Sounds like you're involved in a lot of important areas. So thank you for everything you're doing for animal welfare. I want to talk now about pet nutrition. You know, we get so many questions from listeners. Uh, here at our shelters, people have questions about what to feed their pets. And I guess I'll start out with dogs. Tell me about dogs, and maybe you can differentiate dogs from puppies. Uh, what are the essential nutrients that they need in their diet? Well, here at the Imes Company, we feel the four corners of a square meal include a proper balance of proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and fibers. And of course, with added vitamins and minerals. We want to make sure that we are providing all the essential amino acids that, that they cannot produce in abundance on their own. You know, for instance, leucine, lysine, and specifically in the cat's diet, we, we may talk a little bit more about that in a bit, uh, taurine is very essential. So so those are really the cornerstone, uh, cor- cornerstones of, of our philosophy and, and our uh, history and research on, on these diets. You know, additionally for puppies, we've learned, we've had some key learnings over the last uh, few years, uh, most recently, um, the importance of, of DHA, and, and that is really a, a brain-building cognitant uh, function for them. Okay, now let's get into cats then. How, how do cats differ, both on the adult cat front and kitten front? What are the essential nutrients, uh, and, and are they different than that which, which dogs require? Well, they are different, certainly. Uh, we tend to treat uh, both species very similar in our approach to feeding them, whereas <clears throat> we feel that both species are better fed on a more of a carniv- carnivorous diet. So cats are true carnivores, and 
um, uh, more so than their counterpart, the dog. So therefore, cat diets are typically formulated with higher levels of meat protein. As I mentioned earlier, taurine is also um, very important in the cat's diet to help with their heart and their, their vision function. So we want to make sure that the protein sources that we're using are bringing that essential amino acid specifically for the cat in uh, into the diet in abundance. Okay. Okay. The same, the same would go for kittens, um, only they will require higher levels to help them sustain their, their energy as kittens will typically bore, uh, burn more calories due to their, you know, their playful nature. So, so not a whole lot of difference on the cat side when we differentiate between adults and kittens, but certainly the energy levels do need to be higher. Now, I've got, um, I've got a big, dumb dog at home that I don't think had enough DHA as it grew up, uh, but uh, I've also got two cats. And you know, whenever I'm, I'm out shopping, and looking at the items foods that I'm choosing from, I see so many different choices based on the age or weight or activity. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically of the cats right now. Uh, you know, what happens as animals age? Or, you know, it looks to me, based on what I see on the storefront shelves, that there is a real difference in the um, ingredients or the nutrients that they, they require as they age. Can you speak to that? Yeah, you're definitely right. Um... Uh, so as dogs and cats age, we certainly see a, a change in activity. And therefore, uh, they do not require the same levels of energy. And, and basically, when we talk about energy, we talk about fat in the diet. What we try to do is maintain a relatively uh, constant level of protein because we know that that builds uh, strong muscle mass and it's also essential for skin and coat. Uh, but what we really try and do is is... Uh, start to minimize the fat requirements in those diets so that we don't end up with a lot of overweight uh, dogs and cats. We can also help aid in some of the other things going on with our senior animals like mobility uh, to help keep their, their joints as lubricated as possible as they age. So um, that's, that's what you're seeing when, when we look at a mature care diet or, or many people call it a senior diet. We don't we don't tend to think of our dogs and cats as getting to be seniors, but yeah. uh, that's just the way it goes. So that's what you're seeing on shelf when you see all these specific diets. Okay. Now, I mean, uh, for the layman who's listening to the program, it can be overwhelming when you're wanting to make the right choice of what diet to give your animal, whether it's a cat or a dog. Uh, let's talk about cats first. I mean, are there specific ingredients that people need to be looking for uh, in the food that they're purchasing? I mean, when I read the back of, of, of the, the food uh, bag, I mean, there are a lot of ingredients I've never heard of. But, I mean, are, are there things that, uh, that people, red flags that people should look for or, you know, definitely try to get in that food for their dog? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question, and our research shows, and we've got we've got about a forty plus year history of of um, researching our diets, and it shows that dogs and cats alike uh, do best fed as carnivores, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, and so therefore it's important to feed a diet uh, we feel that is a meat or an animal based protein as opposed to a plant based protein like soy or gluten. So. So for me, those are some little red flags that says we've cheaped out a little bit on the on the meat um, to feed, and we've substituted in with some soy or gluten. Now, 
Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that soya or gluten are bad. They won't cause any harm. We just feel that, that dogs and cats thrive a little bit better on a meat-based protein. So, so a few key things to look for from, uh, from your package, and, and it's so confusing out there, but uh, your food should offer uh, a guaranteed analysis, first and foremost, of protein and fat levels. Okay, yeah, I've seen that referenced, okay. Yeah, and specifically for cats, we want to make sure that we have guaranteed levels of taurine. Like I said, you may not see it on some labels as an ingredient because nor, uh, taurine is naturally occurring in many of the animal-based proteins I talked about. Yeah. So, so you, you more, more than likely would see it added as a, an ingredient uh, on a pet food that maybe doesn't use as much uh, animal-based protein. It should also have a statement on there that it meets the guidelines set out by AFCO. And AFCO is the Association of American Feed Control Officials. And they're the ones, they're the folks that determine what is a suitable diet to meet uh, the minimum requirements for overall health for dogs and cats. So, okay. so it should have some sort of a statement on there about that. And then thirdly, uh, which is just as important, your, your food company should offer you some sort of guarantee. Now, we all know that there's not a, a whole lot of guarantees in life, but it should offer you some guarantee that if you're not satisfied with the results that the food is providing for your, for your dog or cat at home, mm-hmm. that the company will stand behind their product. And, and so that's also important. Okay. Um, what, would you, what should we look for in a pet food if our pet has sensitive skin? My, my initial response is to try and learn a little bit more if I can. And so, so that might depend on the specific sensitivity. Uh, there are a variety of um, what I call elimination diets available out there that can start removing ingredients if you feel that that's the, the culprit in, in causing the sensitive skin or uh, uh, itching issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always a good idea to have your pet checked out by your veterinarian if, if you suspect that there's something uh, going wrong because sometimes we have some seasonal um, uh, problems, you know, where where coats, skin and coats will get dry just due to, well, we're experiencing it right now, severe cold temperatures. Right. You know, so uh, that can cause some some skin irritation as well. But if you suspect that there's something in your your current food, it's always best to um, check in with your vet and have them take a look at your animal. That way you're not subjecting them to a lot of different things that, you know, maybe there isn't a problem to begin with or maybe uh, maybe your, your problem is one, one of your ingredients, and, and then you can certainly find a diet that would eliminate that ingredient for you. Okay, and I guess that carries over for all allergies as it relates to animals. So, um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, where can, our, where can our listeners go to to learn more about pet nutrition? Well, there's a variety of different things, and, and so I, I made a little bit of a list. Um, this is always confusing for pet owners because there's so many varied opinions out there. And there's so many different um, uh, media outlets where you can you can potentially get uh, misled. So, so my recommendation, uh, first and foremost, is to check in with your food manufacturer. So, if if you have a uh, a brand like Iams or or another brand that you're using, and you want some some more information, it's always best to check with uh, the manufacturer. And you can do that either 
on their website, or most of them would have a, a 1-800 uh, customer care hotline that you can call. So always check in with the experts, your veterinarian, uh, your pet food manufacturer, and, and if you don't feel you're getting the answers that you need, maybe it's time to check around with another uh, pet food manufacturer. Okay, and, and specific to IMS, where can we find out information about IMS? Well, for us, uh, we're, we've got a great intuitive website. You can always go to www.iams.com. Uh, there's a lot of information uh, on the website there about our diets and different uh, issues with, with dogs and cats. Our, our toll-free number is 1-800-452-0605. And there is a lot of healthcare professionals there ready, willing, and able, and, and there's also um, veterinarians on staff there to help with some, some serious issues. So, Awesome. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for joining us today. John Sharp, Business Development Manager, specifically with the IAMS Group, and uh, we really appreciate your time. Well, I, I had a blast. I, I, thanks, I thank you for the invite, and uh, hopefully we've been able to uh, clear up uh, some things and help some folks point them in the right direction. Absolutely. Very informative. Thanks again, John. Uh, and thank you to you, the listener. We appreciate you tuning in to Animal's Voice. We appreciate you sharing it on your blogs, on your social media feeds. We, we can't believe the support we've been getting and we're really appreciative. If you have ideas for a topic you'd like covered on Animal's Voice, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KevTheGrad. Take care and tune in again. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.